everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Chad Bokelman. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 165. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got some some jazz to talk about tonight. Woo! Jazz. First and, f- first and foremost, this coming Saturday is uh, Jim's birthday. Yeah. Uh, not by the time they hear this. Last well, Saturday last... was Jim's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Jim. But it hasn't Jim. happened yet. Did, did you have fun? <laughs> I won't know yet. Yay. <laughs> what was uh, your favorite present? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> it was a good one. Right. Do you have any birthday plans, or do you just kind of see how the wind blows? No, um... We're uh, going over my parents, and we're going to celebrate my birthday and uh, my sister-in-law's birthday. Nice. Her birthday was the 14th. Mm-hmm. So, wait, no, the 12th. The 12th. You don't even know, and now it's on record. I always confuse it. I told her I confuse it all the time. Yeah, so... <laughs> now so the how, year older. How's it feel to hit the big 6-5? <laughs> Zero, 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 zero. How's it feel to be a guardian? <laughs> like, seriously, like... <laughs> How was it that I'm, time... I'm Vandal Savage. That... What was it like that time you looked at that screen and saw the creation of the universe? <laughs> Listen, you know, it took a lot of work to build the machine, and then all of a sudden I see this hand, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> WTF? <laughs> I was like WTF. I started that. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, you know. Then after that, everything went downhill. I reprogrammed the Manhunters, changed my name, you know. All that stuff. Did you become a giant floating yellow tentacle penis cloud monster? No, no. I, I'm, I'm really against the way that Hollywood has portrayed me. It's uh, very <laughs> offensive to my people. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> There's nothing more we can do with that. Alright, so... <laughs> so that's about the level you're in store for this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, and that's stretching it. Yeah, well, this is what happens when we let Chad drive. So, Chad... <laughs> Why don't, why don't you start us off here? We're going to do a pop topic sandwich tonight, which is two pop topics of varying quality wrapped around some... To be determined. Some, <laughs> uh, some questionable <laughs> trivia by yours truly. And, you know, let's, let's, let's see what the mind of Chad has for us. Chad? And, oh, wait, and I will be contributing nothing. Well, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> You, our roles are clearly defined by this point, so yes, good. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, okay. Choose your pop topic. Kyle or Carol? Ooh. Oh, God. They both sound awful. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Kyle. Let's go Kyle. Oh, okay, God. Ca- you going for the good one first? All right, Carol. Okay. No, Kyle's the one. Kyle's no, the one that's Kyle. been bur- Yeah, Kyle's the one that's been burning in my head for weeks. Okay, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. Give us Kyle. <laughs> okay. You guys remember in Green Lantern number 20, 
when they show you the future of Kyle Rayner and he's like, you know, with a live glommy and healing people all Jesus-like. Right. Yes. He's wearing a mask. At this point, does Kyle Rayner really need a mask? No. This was your good one? Yes. No, no, next question. Because, like I said, because, like I said, like I said, I don't know if it's of any very. I mean, just seriously, think about it. Every girlfriend he's ever had, even in the New Fifty Two continuity, is dead. His mom, I don't know, is she dead in the New Fifty Two? Yes, no. Sure. I think she's. I don't know. I think she's alive. Maybe. No, she's dead. Is she? Probably. Oh, that's a shame. She. Well, she died during the Sinestro Corps War. Did she? So that. Oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She got, like, his... space herpes or something, right? She got despotelicized. Yeah. <laughs> his dad doesn't give two shits about him. Really, like, Guy already doesn't wear a mask. John doesn't wear a mask. I- I'm even questioning whether Hal needs the mask in the first place. But, really, there's no ties for Kyle left on Earth. Why does he need a mask? Let Like, in the future, let alone now. Well, I'll do you one better. If... It's one thing if he wants to wear a mask on Earth. Why would any Earth Lantern need a mask in space? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. Like by that logic, you know, I bet to aliens, all humans look alike. So by putting the mask on, you're basically distinguishing yourself more so from other humans. God, you know I, I thought oh, I, I wasn't sure if it'd be a bigger discussion or not. It's just Kyle's had you know like his iconic crab mask and blah blah blah. He's had more relationships than most any other GL that we've been reading of since the inception of the character. So, but at the same time, he's it seems to me he's got like the least ties to Earth. Why the hell would he need a mask? I think it's, it's honestly it's just one of those things where it's become a part of his design. So it looks weird without it. Like I'm sure, given enough time of maskless Kyle, we would get used to it. But it's it's like <clears throat> it's part of like the color balance of his whole design. Yeah. It just just seems like something simple. No one's ever really talked about, like or or even mentioned. Well, wh- why? Yeah. <laughs> why is it there <laughs> anymore? Although I remember, I think it was an early episode of the Green Lantern cartoon, where an alien Green Lantern like calls out Hal on like he's like what's that thing on your face and Kilowog just starts making fun of him and laughing at him he's like good thing you have your teeny weeny little eye mask out here in the universe where everyone knows who Hal Jordan is (laughs) uh yeah Uh, I I mean like the, the only thing that you could argue is that maybe it allows him to see you know people's emotions or whatever like, it's some kind of, like, functional mask, but I doubt it. Oh, like, remember in the Justice League cartoon, the uh, the episode where they became kids, and Jon Stewart couldn't see because he needed glasses as a kid? So he made a con- some construct glasses, and, like, they laughed at him. So he made Kyle's mask, but with prescription lenses, and he could see. Like, <laughs> if it was something like that, that would be kind of cool. But it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, when you brought up the, you were like, "Oh, Kyle from issue 20. I thought you were gonna like ask about like, like 
like religious implications of him going off and being like this healer wearing like Jesus-y robes and beards but no you weren't like hey Matt's are weird right you know, no, you that you know that it makes sense though. If if, if anybody's going to be a White Lantern, it's got to be Kyle. Not because of his artistic thing, but like, if if you're not going to get rid of the entire core and have Kyle be a torchbearer for the core again, this is a way for him to be torchbearer again. And I like I like the idea of him being the only Lantern of whatever kind, and it being the only White Lantern, especially considering my love for that original Ion thing, where he's all powerful. Kyle's back in that position yet, and depending on who takes the reins of that kind of a concept, it could be awesome. So I don't really have a, a problem with him being all you know, Jesus-y, you know, at the end of that. But I, that know, mask, I, damn it. <laughs> that, that, that brings up a, an interesting, you know, topic, though, as far as with Kyle. He's a, he's a White Lantern. He's the only White Lantern. He has mastery over all of the emotional powers. Um, shouldn't he be more powerful than he is? Like that, than they've been writing him lately? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you could argue that by the time, by the time of that flash forward in issue 20, he probably has it all together. But I think, <clears throat> like what we saw in issue, like, whatever the hell, right before issue 12, I guess issue 19 was before issue 20. Typically. Yeah, where, like, Sinestro flipped out at him. Like, we got to see, like, Kyle was still kind of figuring out how to use the White Lantern power to its potential, and he just didn't understand it yet, you know? I I don't know. (laughs) I I feel like like they're going to write him a lot less powerful than he actually is. Like... (laughs) I think a lot of things that I'm kind of noticing what they're doing with him is that he's not really using the white power. He's not using the white energy. He's using, you know, green and he's using red and he's using blue here and there, depending on what the situation calls for. But I mean, like, he has the power over, you know, life energy. Like, that's life energy. Like, you know, I just... Yeah, I mean, he's... All of his training up to this point has been about the pieces, you know? Like, like the way I look at Kyle right now is he is a guy who, ha- who has spent his entire life learning how to be a mechanic, but who's never actually driven a car. So he knows how to handle all of the different pieces, but when it comes to, to having to use them all in unison as one machine, he's still got to figure out how to do it right. I think it could be an interesting aspect of the new the new, the new new Guardians series is because isn't Kyle supposed to be teaching and kind of showing the new the new quote unquote Guardians the Templar Guardians the universe and what what they've been missing. So, what if the other side of that was those Templar Guardians showing him how to use the white the White Lantern power? Because remember in a bunch of uh, flashbacks that Jeff Johns was in charge of. He had, instead of the Guardians and or Owens or Maltusians or whatever you want to call them at that point in their development, they weren't wearing the Guardian robes like with the Green Lantern symbol. They were wearing a white robes with the White Lantern symbol. So that implies that they accessed and used that power at some point. Well, yeah, even like uh, what was it the uh, the annual 
where we first found out about those Templar guardians, um, it, you definitely saw them using you know white energy. Mm-hmm. So that that is a good point. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. You got pop, more pop out of it. that than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thanks to you, Chad. <laughs> I know. This is on track to be a short episode. All right, so yeah. <clears throat> so trivia time. Yes. All right, so now we've done this before, where <clears throat> you know I have picked a few characters from the Green Lantern universe. I have come up with five clues for each individual character, and you'll have to guess who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Chad will not be participating. Because we actually did this once already without you and then lost the recording. So he knows who all of these people are. Right. And it is it is incumbent upon me to say I got all of these by the second guess. So if Jim doesn't get them before then, I'm smarter than him. And I just want to point out the fact that there is no audio proof of that. So Chad <laughs> could very well be lying. Damn. <laughs> Actually, didn't you say, you said it was like the second to last? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're already yeah. lying, Ted. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Did I not say second to last? No, no. no. Oh, okay, second to last. Yes. All right. So, Jim, are you ready? Oh yes, very. Also, we're not gonna let you linger on these for five minutes at a, per question per uh, clue. It's like last time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. First. First character. Okay. All right. Clue number one. Right. I'm dead. Um. Okay. Any guesses? There's a lot, lot of people that that are dead. All right. Uh, moving uh, on then. How about, how about Black Hand? No. Okay. Uh. I last appeared in an issue of Green Lantern during Blackest Night. Is it Alex DeWitt? Nope. Okay. Until I died, nobody ever even heard of me. Uh, oh, um... Uh, it's, uh... God, um... The guy that looks like uh, Warlock from Marvel. Um, Drick. That's right. Okay. All right. My, the following two clues, by the way, Yeah. were dead, 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 and I'm Drick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we're tied on that one, Jim. Again, no audio proof, but I don't, I don't remember having to answer after dead, 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 dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Oh, what's the next question? No, the next. Uh... Is it a question for me? Can no. I have a question? It's Green Lantern trivia. Unreal. I want you to ever let me play. Green Lantern trivia? You don't <laughs> even read Green Lantern. I can't believe you won't let me have a question. <laughs> you don't know anything about these questions. I'm talking your sleep. I could now. <laughs> I'm talking about Green Lantern in my sleep. Oh, Aresia. Right, she fucker, you talk about fucking sheep in your sleep. What do you want me to say? You're a weirdo. 
Stop looking at the beer because it's mine and you can't have it. Oh boy. Um. Why can't I have a question? You're so mean. Because there's a limited <laughs> amount of questions and I need to get them all right to prove that I'm better than Chad. Oh, so you, what you're saying is you don't want me on your team. I'm glad to pick. Is that what you're saying? When it comes you to Green Lantern trivia, you're such yeah. a snobby bastard. <gasps> Stop looking at my peer. <laughs> you can't have it. I know, you're so... So feel feel the nice refreshing cool. Oh, oh that, feels so good. that does feel nice. Oh, it's nice. You can't oh, have the so coolness cool. either against your face. It's all for me. Oh, if you Chad, linger, give me Jimmy's question. If you linger over here, I, I want to take that. Beer. I want to get it wrong on purpose now. I don't have the questions. <laughs> wow. I think next time I'll make questions for Lauren. Dan, Dan, says, Dan says next time he's going to make questions specifically for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Make them good ones. I will. And by good ones, she means easy so that she knows what it is. No, I mean make them like ridiculous questions that I have to answer about Jimmy and like embarrass him. That's what yes! I mean. That's not a trivia question about Green Lantern. Your Green awesome. Lantern fan counts. Counts! Counts! That's true. It's not. No. Not, not really true, guys. No, 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 it's true. It's totally true. Do it. Don't, don't listen to him. I don't know what you're saying. He won't let me listen to you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to melt on the couch. Enjoy your trivia, you snob. I will. I hope you get like 50,000 emails saying, Why won't Jimmy let his wife play? He's a douche. <laughs> oh my god, guys, could you imagine if we got 50,000 emails? That would be great. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Five. Could you imagine if we got fifty thousand emails of loyal listeners suddenly calling you Jimmy? <laughs> let's just call him Jimmy from now on. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. You're calling me Jimmy. I know. I know you're gonna get two. One is gonna be from. My buddy John Godwin, and the other one's gonna be from Rachel, and they're both gonna call you a douche and be like, "We can't believe you didn't let Thorn play, you douche." Yeah, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. Whatever, Jimmy boy. I really care about that. Give me the next hey, question. Hey, Jimmy. So, Jimmy, are you ready for the next character? I am, Danny. All right, Jimmy. Danny's <laughs> <laughs> not Danny. They're calling me Jimmy, so I had to call them. Well, you wouldn't let me call you James when I met you, so Jimmy it is. Danny and Chatty. Chatty? <laughs> really? Chatty? Chatty. It's not like you're trying to pick him up, like you're a pedophile or something. Don't call him that creepy. Oh, and there's a serious face. We don't talk about pedophilia on this show. <laughs> Until we get to the issues where Hal and Aresia start their relationship. <laughs> Since you're building a bridge and getting over it. <laughs> so what's the next question? Alright, so, next character. Ready? Yes. Alright. A turning point in my life was the death of a loved one. 
Um, well, that that honestly could probably be any of the lanterns. Yes. In case anybody um, couldn't tell, these get progressively simpler as we go. <laughs> is it Hal Jordan? It is not Hal Jordan. Okay. I went... Oh, a dog. I went into space because I just needed to get away from Earth for a while. Uh, is it Kyle Rayner? No. I would hope not. I was a member of the Honor Guard. <laughs> uh, wait a second, wait a second. I was a member of the Honor Guard. Is it the gay one? <laughs> no. What was the second clue? Oh god, alright. A turning point in my life was the death of a loved one. Right. I went I went into space because I just needed to get away from Earth for a while. I was a member of the Honor Guard. Uh, I'm gonna guess Sky Gardener. No. Okay. I've, I've used three colors of lantern ring. Are you counting all your fingers and toes? Three Got it on this one. Yep, you did. I've used three um. colors of lantern ring. It's not Hal Jordan, it's not Kyle Rayner, and it's not Guy Gardner. And it's also not the gay one, as yeah. your wife threw in there. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's, it's John Stewart? Yes, it's the one other Earth Green Lantern you didn't name yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, okay, so the whole mosaic thing when his wife was killed. Yes, the turning point. The death of a loved one was Kat Matui. Uh, he left Earth because he needed to get away for a while. That was the beginning of the New 52 series. Uh, he was a member of the Honor Guard during all that bullshit with the Weaponer. Uh, used three colors of powering, meaning green, indigo, and black. Right. And the final clue was my voice actor has appeared on the Lantern cast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Okay. I have one more for you tonight. Okay. Well, I have two more, but that one's not ready. So, one more tonight. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Are you prepared? Yep. All right. I'm not from the normal DC Earth. Okay. Um, I'll guess Alan Scott. No. <clears throat> okay. I've appeared in comics... But not Green Lantern comics. Um, is it Power Ring? Nope. Wait a second. Oh, that was stupid. No. <laughs> Wait a second. No, actually, Power <laughs> Ring has not shown up in Green Lantern comics. That's probably true. Still not Power Ring. Okay. Alright, next clue. My most recent appearance was a Final Crisis tie-in miniseries. Okay. Next clue? Yeah. I'm a parody character. A parody character? A parody character. I, I think I got it before that one. I think you did. Yeah. Oh. Final Crisis. Okay. 
Um, are you, you going to need the gimme clue? I don't think Chad needed the gimme clue. I didn't. I didn't need the second to last clue either. Mm. I'm not from the normal DC Earth. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Jeez. I've appeared in comics, but not Green Lantern comics. Right. My most recent appearance was a Final Crisis tie-in miniseries. Right. I'm a parody character. Um, I, I mean, like, I, I understand what you're going for, but I'm not really... Do you? Not really sure. I'm up on parody characters. This sounds like excuses to me. <laughs> if you have a guess, make a guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. All right, final clue? Yeah. I'm a sheep. Really? Seriously? Really? Oh no. No, seriously. Like, what? what Holy is shit. Can All I right. say it? Say it. Green Lambkin. The hell is that? What? what? Hang on, I'm getting you a picture. <laughs> this is. Yeah, no, you. Chad, you explain this to him while I, while I find this picture. Okay, you know Captain Carrot, right? Not the new crappy bullshit. Rocket Raccoon ripoff with yeah, the original I Captain Carrot. Never. <clears throat> Different animal type universes, and I can't remember the distinction, but it was something like, you know, C1 and C2 universe, or, you know, something like that. There was some obscure numbering. Okay. Captain Carrot and his zoo, amazing zoo crew, had like one thing. And then there was another animal universe where there were basically Justice League parodies of everybody else, including Green Lambkin and, like, uh, Fire Stork rather than Firestorm uh, and a couple of other things. It was I've never heard of this. Seriously, yeah. Seriously. Hang on, I'm putting up... Where's I'm that putting... picture? I, like, seriously, like... <laughs> there, click that. There was a Final Crisis, Captain Carrot, like, like I, for, I think it was the Arc of Truth or something like that. I forget what, or no, Captain Carrot's Final Arc, spelled A-R-K, and like he appeared in that during Final Crisis. That was a Final Crisis tie-in yes. book? Well, not the, not the picture like, I just linked to you, but like. No, but the, yeah, yeah the, Final the Crisis thing. Arc of tr Final Arc, yeah, that one. Okay, I've never uh, never seen this before. Was this in an yeah. actual comic, or did mm -hmm. this just show up in the Car Captain Carrot? Oh, like, like what are you asking? Was there a Green Lambkin series? Well, not not was there a Green Lambkin series, <laughs> but was there like uh, just a lot of animals? Series. I think that was the the they showed up in Zoo Crew. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, no, it because Captain it was Captain Carrot and like Pig Iron and then a couple of others, and then I'm pretty sure there was like 
another animal universe. Unless those other characters were introduced later, but I'm fairly certain <laughs> it was two different animal type universes. Okay, yeah, no, I've never heard I of this I cannot ever. believe that. This is literally the first time that I'm finding out that there's a Green Lantern lamb. Like, instead of Red Tornado, they have Rat Tornado. Haha. <laughs> Alright, that was fun. <laughs> Weird so, Chad, crap. you are still in the lead. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't really think I'm worse off for having not known about you this. You would think, and you would be wrong. I believe Scott would differ. Beg to differ. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He runs a Captain Carrotsboro blog. Come on. Yeah, that's that's all fine and good. I, I, I listen. I have no interest in Captain Carrot, and I that's have Scott, less Sean. interest. I have even less interest in Captain Carrot after what they just recently yeah. put out. <gasps> that means there's a good chance. Some form of the Green Lambkin could make its way into the regular Green Lantern Corps. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hey, Chad, finish off. Finish us off with the best pop topic ever. You mean the worst of the two, <laughs> and you didn't like the Do not first disappoint one? us. <laughs> It's going to be like, so uh, hey, Carol, I mean, right, guys? That's going to be your whole topic. No, <laughs> basically. Carol, am I right? Nudge, nudge. <laughs> hey. um, so... He's just going to say, hey, and make it last gonna be the minutes. It's going to be the shortest hey. episode we've ever done. We're at 38, we're at 38 minutes with all the pre-show stuff. Um, the, for all I know, we've talked about this kind of before, but it's a very, very simple question. I'm sure you can answer it with a yes or no, but really think about it. We're the big Green Lantern fans. We know a lot more than most. So let me seriously ask you. Clark iconically has Lois. And Barry iconically has Iris and so on and so forth down through the line. Do we really, really need Carol? Is she really a mainstay and, like, we have to have her around all the time now? I mean, we're the big Green Lantern fans, so if anybody's going to have an answer to this, it should Are be Are you us. asking in general or as a Hal Jordan relationship? No, 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 as a relationship. Uh, she's been a, a part of the, the history of the comic for a long time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> keep her around, you know, Star Sapphire side of things or some other story beat or something like that. But just as a relationship, because that's all she was in the beginning anyway. Same with Iris, same with Lois. So is, is, is she like Iris and Lois level? Do we really need her to always be Hal's romantic attachment? Because I don't know about you guys, but I just don't buy it anymore. Mm. And if you're if you talk to other fans like fans of Barry Allen and stuff, they say without a doubt, no, Barry's supposed to be with Iris. Do any of us really believe Hal's supposed to be with Carol? The same way? I don't really if only because like I mean like it's it's that whole thing where like 
inevitably all superheroes are going to have their relationships strained because they're superheroes. But their relationship has almost been defined by them being apart. Even, like, whether she knows who he is or not, whether she herself is a superhero too or not. And, <clears throat> I mean, there's... There, there are definitely there's definitely certain interesting things you can play with there with like okay if she's if she, if she's a superhero powered by love then what will their kind of relationship do to her ability to use her powers or something like that but at the same time like I've I don't know I it it doesn't I don't know. I feel like I feel like the normal status quo for them is to be, is to be, well, we can't be together, but we want to be, but it's not working, and then just hover around that. So, I mean, I like the fact that that after Hal died, Carol married somebody else and started a family. I kind of hated that that went away. I don't know if those people were killed off or not. <laughs> And I kind of like the fact that he, uh, Hal started dating what's her name, the other pilot, and yeah, Cowgirl. and then that just sort of disappeared. So I don't know. I'm I'm all as long as it doesn't make Carol go away, I'm all for them just not being together. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I I like it. I believe it because they. They share so much history and so many common experiences that at this point, I don't think that there could be anybody else for them. You know, like, between the two of them, they both, you know, had power rings. They both fly planes. They both lost their parents in, you know, not, not great situations. Um, they were both there for each other through those situations. Um, I, I mean, like, the very fact of the matter that her ring is powered by her love for him. You know, I mean, like, I, I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. Um, she has been there since the very beginning with him. So she is very integral to his character. Uh, I mean, like... I look at some of his other relationships, you know, like... Uh, okay, like Aresia, which was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's like a... She was a kid who transformed herself older, you know, to be, be with him, which is creepy. And then Cowgirl, which... It, you know, that was interesting. And then it just, like, completely burnt out, went away, was gone. Um, it's almost as if they had created that solely for that one Star Sapphire storyline. And that was it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, she's she's pretty much it. And, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she's, you know... She's probably more integral to Hal's character than, 
yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't read a lot of Flash. Um, <laughs> I don't read a lot of Flash, and I don't know the Superman thing. Yeah, Lois and Superman are, you know, they're they're pretty key. Um, but I always felt that Carol could handle herself a lot easier than Lois could on her own. Yeah, it's actually an interesting question because, as far as I know, right now in the New Fifty Two. Barry isn't with Iris, and Clark isn't with Lois. And yet, yeah. Hal's with Carol, I guess. Yeah, it's a, part of the part of the reason I'm thinking about it, and I, and I just I, this just popped into my mind when Jim was talking, because you know I don't listen. Uh, <laughs> no, it, no, we know. Was wasn't wasn't Atrocitus kind of worried that? or concerned or thinking about something to the effect of once he takes out Corona, is his rage gone? Mm. You know? And now isn't Carol kind of holding Hal at arm's length for the same type of reason? If I'm with Hal, then there's a risk of my love going away, and therefore I'd no longer have this power? I don't know. I've never gotten that impression from her. I think it's <clears throat> I think it's just a matter of of Neither one of them really wants to to take like like they each have like a direction in life that they keep like wanting to push in, and it's two opposite directions, and they keep trying to make a relationship work, even though they're also actively moving away from each other and I guess that I guess that's where the drama comes from. But at the same time, you would think they would get to a point where they're like, okay, this doesn't really make sense for us. Well, that's the same, That's part of the reason I asked the question in the first place. That drama between them has basically always been there. Whereas <laughs> Barry got married to Iris, and they had a life together, and she was a part of the story, and, you know, Lois is, you know, it's Lois. It's a, it's a mainstay of the DCU at this point. Lois and Clark, that's a thing. Um... You know, uh, you want to take it to someone you know, a lot of DC fans miss, Ralph and Sue Dibney. You know, she was a part of that. You know, uh, you know, just there's so many of those like iconic DC character couples, and I just don't know if I would put Hal and Carol up there. Maybe for longevity reasons and the history of the DCU, but like as far as, you know, she's a part of it, I don't. I'll tell you why. Uh, I'll tell you why they are absolutely 100% an iconic couple. The fact of the matter, the fact that they haven't like gotten together, you know, and had like, you know, for a period of time, their happy ending. That's why they are the couple. Cause if you look, you know, you, you look at all the other, you know, relationships with, you know, Superman and Lois, you know, like they were always like, you know, dating, know or not dating or you know will you know will he will you know won't he or whatever that kind of thing and then finally they got married and they were married for a little while and then they're like you know what we need to get rid of this shit we need to make this fresh again you know and have him be single so that way we can actually have that play where you know you have the will you know will he will will she won't they whatever kind of thing going on um and same thing with Barry Allen, you know? They got rid of him in crisis because he was no longer, you know, 
relevant. Like they wanted to infuse new blood into that that comic. Um, you know, and even now when Barry, you know, Barry's around now, and he's not even with Iris. You know, like they did the exact same thing. Whereas with Hal, like they've never kind of said, okay, you know, well, you know, let's uh, let's throw in the towel and give Hal his, his happy ending. It's just always been Carol at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you know, the whole, you know, will they, won't they between Hal and Carol has always kind of been there. And as far as, you know, as far as the her getting married while Hal was dead, you know, yeah, they just, they erased that, you know, damn quick so that they could go back to having that, you know, on again, off again type relationship. And, and I mean, like, if you look at it, like a lot of the reasons why they kind of like, you know, bounce away from each other are fairly forced. Like a lot of those reasons are like, it's basically like the writer saying, oh, okay, well, we have to take a couple of steps back now so that way we can start pushing them closer and closer again, you know? And okay, well, the, the pushing them apart may not make a lot of sense, but it's necessary to get to the point, you know, where they're going after each other again. And I get that. Like the whole, like comic storytelling in general can sometimes be, be simplified down to, all right, let's break the toys and then put them back together again. And that can, that applies to a lot of shape. Apply to relationships. But and and there can be some legitimately good stuff to come out of that, but a perpetual state of will they won't they is like that's the kind of crap that makes most ongoing television plots and subplots unbearable after a while. You know the after <clears throat> yeah after a while it's been like fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean um, as a matter of fact, uh, next week on like. Tuesday, I believe it's the fifty-fourth birthday of Hal Jordan's first nice. appearance. So, I mean, like, yeah. Well, that's why they eventually, you know, that's why a lot of the comics end up doing that thing where it's like, okay, well, we'll finally, you know, put them together, and then they realize, oh God, now we have to do something to break them apart. Well, no, I don't give. A, I don't. I don't want them to, you know, hey, Hal and Carol marry now. You know, it, it's time they did that. That look, it to me, I'm and for. I know it's comic books, but for for so forgive me for comparing it to real life. But ha- Carol seems like you know that girl that you always really wanted to be with, and you kind of had that tie with, but you just never quite got together. And then let's say maybe in your particular situation, you did end up getting together, and it was shit. It just seems like they have this connection and infatuation and whatever that goes only so far but they've never ever ever had a chance to try and make it work to see if it would or wouldn't yeah like what we saw just give me that moment of them trying and show me whether it would work and if it does work yeah for i mean i sound like a like a a soap opera fan trying to like you know i really want them to get together kind of crap but seriously like show me if, if carol really is supposed to be the mainstay for hal then show me them together and show me why it would work. We've never... Look, I haven't read every Green Lantern comic under the sun that's ever been published. But, as far as I'm aware, there's never been a moment where Hal and Carol have gotten together and they've shown you 
this is why they're a great couple, this is why they work together, this is why they belong together kind of a thing. And, and if they broke up for some reason down the line, you know, so be it. I mean, their their jobs, where they were going in life, you know, something like that. But you knew eventually, you know, these two are meant for each other, they're going to come back. But that hasn't happened yet. What they actually have a great opportunity for right now, with the new creative teams in place, is, you know, Hal Jordan is in a position where he's basically going to be running the Green Lantern Corps. So, like, Car- uh, even if it's Carol the, as the one who initiates this, she could very easily say, look, you're in charge of the Green Lantern Corps now. You're going to probably be spending 95% of your time on, on or around Oa. And I, I clearly still want to have, like, I'll, I'll do the, the hero stuff. I still want to keep this freaking business running like clockwork so look you do what you're you do your thing i'll do mine we'll just we'll we'll take a break for a little while like that's it's a normal thing people do all the time in real life just sit circumstances just happen and that what that way i think my biggest issue is like i want to see <clears throat> i want to see carol ferris stay around but not necessarily have to be in Hal's book or be doing things related to Hal. Because, like, I, I don't want their their clusterfuck of a relationship to be, like, the defining thing about this character. You know, like, we saw in New Guardians glimpses of her just, like, acting on her own, but even then it was kind of bogged down by the fact that well, how Jordan was her entire motivation for everything she did in that book. So let's just have Carol Ferris off doing her own thing while Hal Jordan's off doing his own thing. They don't really interact or they don't pursue their their, their uh, overlapping subplot for like a story arc or two or three. And then a couple months down the road, their time, they can get together and see what's what. It just seems to me like they're in love with the idea of one another and not the reality. Is Jim gone? <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to step away oh. for a second. Um, yeah, no, I, I, just, I just always thought it was believable. And, I mean, like, while I... Like yeah, I agree with Chad in that. I would like to see if if they actually got together, you know, see how that would be for a while. It's just that, like, I also know that they would have to eventually, you know, split them up also. And I'm fine with that. Like I said, I just it just proved to me that Carol and Hal belong in the same breath of sentence of classic DC couples is Barry and Iris and Wally and Linda and you know Clark and Lois and Ralph and Sue also eventually is kind of the key word here like we're talking about characters that have existed for over 50 years and are going to continue to exist long after we're all dead so you can afford to like you can afford to have Hal Jordan and Carol Ferris in a committed, healthy relationship with each other for the next five straight years of stories 
and never run out of time where you're like, okay, well, now we're locked into this forever. You, know, the, the, you can immediately, you can go back and pull the trigger and go back to the way it was anytime you want super easily. So just, like, pick a direction, either have them hardcore in a relationship or just completely not, and just stick to that for a while and then do something else later on. Well, they also like to play him up as kind of like, like a space, you know, um, superhero version of Captain Kirk. You know, like he goes to these alien planets, you know, and the women swoon over him. Yeah, which is... So, you know, it's like you want that that Lois Lane, you know, Iris character in Hal's life, but by also not having them, you know, be together you know, married or whatever like that, you can still have the other story. So basically, you know, they want it both. Yeah, but honestly, if Captain Kirk had a girlfriend back home and he was out there seducing green chicks, that just paints Captain Kirk as an asshole. I don't want Hal Jordan to be an asshole. I just, if you remember, I just like, like a week ago, I started liking this guy. (laughs) Well, yeah, it would be, he would be an asshole if he was with Carol. But he's, it's like that on-again, off-again thing, where they keep on trying, you know, and then it just kind of fizzles, and then the next week they're trying, you know, it's like, in between, you know, he's off in space, yeah, no. you know, scoring with some yeah, green no, chick, no, no. while he's not Technicalities actually Technicalities are not helping this. I'm picturing a whole Hal and Carol like comic book version of the Ross and Rachel we were on a break. Yeah, argument. that's exactly that's that's the exact example that was going through my head. Like there was a time where I enjoyed the show Friends. Like they, they there was all these funny people running around. New York is awesome. They had like a chicken, a duck living in a boat. It was great. And then like it just kept going season after season after season of Oh my god, are these two characters going to get together? Maybe they will. Oh, no, no, they're not. Oh, maybe this time. Oh, no, 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 they're not. Oh, it looks like they got it this time. No, 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 they won't. Then I stopped watching it, and then they kept doing that for like three more years, and then it faded away long after I stopped caring. Like, that is a, <laughs> that is a retardedly awful formula. <laughs> you can't, the, the point really. being, you can't, you can't do will they won't they forever. You have to have them <laughs> will they. <laughs> like have yeah, like that's you know? all I'm saying. Like have them get together. It works out and it's good for a while. But then something happens. Yeah. And they have to they're like, "You know what? This isn't working anymore. Let's let's take a break." And then they're not together for a while. And then a while later, they can be like like, God, I miss her so much. I need to fly right back there right now, and we have to make this work. And, like, but, like, space it out. Give, a, give us increments of time where there is a definite answer, even though they have that lingering thought of, yeah, I still miss this person. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm going for. It's not It's not that I want Hal and Carol to get married or anything like that. It's just that... I keep coming back to these examples, and I'm sorry. But the reason Clark and Lois are 
an iconic couple. And the reason people back in the 90s before the, the Death of Superman thing clamored for the wedding issue and all of that was because people wanted to see Clark and Lois married. Well, why did they want to see them married? Because they were a couple beforehand, and they were awesome together. Same with Barry and Iris, same with Wally and Linda. You saw them together, and you go, those guys work together, and you believed it. And so therefore, you wanted to see him get married and see your favorite superhero be happy. I don't think we've ever seen that with Hal and Carol. And that just means they're doing it right. No, no, how it is, how, no, how it is it does. not? How is it them doing it right if they're giving us the most unsatisfying version of their relationship you can possibly have? Okay, it's never worked though. Is what I'm saying. They've never shown us it working. It's <laughs> always been the dance of will they, won't they, and you know, kind of like the the whole teetering on the edge of a kiss and then pulling away at the last second because one of you feels something's wrong there. It's just a right. whole tease. It's, it's been a tease for 54 like, years. Like, Jim, your point is, like, <clears throat> seems to be as long as they never get to the tipping point, they won't have to reverse it. And they're... Well, no, no. No, that's... Well, I, that's true. While that is true, that's not my point. My point is, the fact of the matter is, like, like, like Chad says, we haven't gotten to that point where we're, like... You know, oh man, they make such a great couple. Now we want to see them get married. Like we haven't, we've never gotten to that point with Carol. And like that's them doing it right. That's like because the whole will they won't they? Like you said, you know, when you're watching like a TV show, you can get to a certain point where you just kind of like lose all interest because that's the entire thing driving the series. The whole will they won't they? And eventually, you know, people are just fed up. They don't want to watch anymore, wondering and waiting for something, you know, to happen in the relationship. You know, if you wait too long, that kills a series. But if you don't give the payoff, then, you know, people are going to drive away. And then once you do give them what they want, you have to keep it interesting. And most of the time, after you give people what they want, people drive away. Like, look at The Office. You had the whole will-they-won't-they they with Jim and Pam for years. You know, and finally they said, okay, well, we have to finally do this. And when they finally did it, like, that show, it lost a ton of viewers just because, you know, like, that was one of the driving forces of that show. So they had to, like, come up with new things to get people, you know, to stick around for the show. They lost their biggest will-they-won't-they. Now, I mean, like, with, with Hal and Carol, yeah, they're on again, they're off again. But it's, like, it's not to the point that we're, like, you know, oh, come on, finally, let's just have them be together and get married and blah, 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 blah for a while. Because Hal is doing a shitload of other stuff. And Carol is one aspect of the comic. And a lot of times she's not even a huge aspect of it. So that whole will-they-won't-they they thing... They can drag it out for a really, really, really long time, as they have, because she's not, you know, she's not the main focus all the time. She's just a focus occasionally. And that's what you say, but see, the on again, off again thing doesn't really work because they're never really on again. It's just like they agree to go out on a date and then, you know, Hal doesn't show up. There's never, there's never an on portion. There's, well, the, the on, uh, the on. Uh, 
the the one thing is though that they allude to the fact that at some point they kind of were together. But they've never shown it to us. I know, but the fact is, like, they have at one time been on. You know, we while we've only seen them be off, they can refer to that time that we haven't seen. You know, whenever they want, and then it's on again, off again. The other thing is with with Lois and Iris. Those two characters are more than just the love interest. Those characters are like the um, they're like the pillars for those characters. You know, like Superman. You know, he always was. You know, he always wanted to be with Lois, and then once he was with Lois, like she was one of the fa- you know the factors that helped ground him and be more human. You know, and with like uh, in the like in the Flash series, how Barry referred to Iris and how Wally referred to Linda as their lightning rods. Exactly, exactly. You know, whereas with Hal, like, you know, Hal's entire driving force is his willpower. You know, so he doesn't he doesn't rely on Carol for that. Just like Carol doesn't need Hal, except the love that she has for him you know to power the star sapphire ring eh, i i don't like that at all that like that's that makes it sound like like well i'm just i'm ugh, that that sounds like instead of actually wanting to be with him she just wants to keep things as they are so she'll continue to have superpowers and he doesn't actually need her that like that no, because if they got together, I, I still think that her love for him would be able to allow her to wield the ring. Because if you look at, uh, what was it, the last issue, or issue 20 of uh, Green Lantern Corps, um, Fatality is a star sapphire. She hooks up with John. They're like, oh, I love you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, she's not going to not be able to use the ring now just because you act upon love. You don't lose your powers as a Star Sapphire. If anything, it just allows you to tune better to the powers of love. For yeah, others. and if anything, the kind of fucked up relationship Hal and Carol have had over the years would probably make it harder for her to be a Star Sapphire. Because, like, her old... Like, the kind of emotional turmoil she has had to go through with all of this crap... Like, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard for the characters. It shouldn't be this hard for us. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like a lot of this is kind of drifting into the into the the realm of the whole, you know, you know, like, there's always been this argument among fans of, like, should Spider-Man be married to Mary Jane or not? And the biggest argument I always hear from the people against the idea is that, well what do you do when your your heroes are, are happily married and there's no more drama and it's, it's harder to do to write this or that and I, my opinion of that has always been well then you're just not doing a good enough job writing Cause I agree Dan, Dan have you read number 21 uh, yet? of Green Lantern? I yes. have it's been like a month ago there's a whole there, there's a whole scene of Hal and Kyle though, I mean I mean not, yeah, not Hal and Kyle. <gasps> oh my god! 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Our fan you know what? I'm back. in favor of this threat, of this plot thread. <laughs> <laughs> the Hal and Carol thing. She, she says, okay, um... Spoilers. Of, uh, yeah, sorry. Spoilers. I apologize. This is not a major plot point. I'm not really giving anything away as far as what the new storyline is going to be. But in reference to what we're talking about, and part of the reason I brought this up in the first place is... She's tired of giving him a second chance and third and 20th chances. Eventually, there's going to be a last chance, and you'll mess that up, too. I can't take the disappointments anymore. The only way I can go on with loving you is if I'm not with you. Who knows? Maybe I don't love you. Maybe I just love the promise of you. Whatever it is, I can't risk losing it, because if I do, I'll lose being a star sapphire. I won't let that happen. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, what it sounds like is that these guys need to work their shit out and have some time apart. <laughs> I mean, like, look, which is, I think, is what they're going for. But, like, you, you, see, when I, you see where my question yeah. comes from, though, if they start putting in yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, well, my point is, though, that, like, after everything that we've been seeing with Carol, you know, and Hal, and everything that she's been doing to try to get to Hal, and even since the new 52 started, you know, like, the way that she's been acting towards Hal, and then he died... And then he comes back to life and saves the entire universe. And now all of a sudden we have a new writer and he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want them together. So I'm just going to come up with this, you know, flimsy excuse that completely flies in the face that everything that we've seen for the past two years of comics. I don't think that's it. I think, I think it may not be worded right, but I think what he's getting at, the writer is getting at, is, uh, is he's, try, he's basically verbalizing what I'm trying to verbalize. Is that they? They Hal and Hal and Carol have never been. I almost said Kyle. Again. Oh no, Hal and Kyle have. <laughs> Hal, Hal, Hal and Carol have never been real uh, an item you could believe in, and I think he's trying to set something up there. Now I could be going, you know, I could be reading into it, but I think someone's finally taking a step, whether you believe believe it is a well worded step or not, in trying to address that question. Well, I mean, I also disagree with it from the, the fact that as a Star Sapphire, not allowing herself to see where things go, you know, for the sake of love, just because she wants the power, that, I think that flies in the face of everything that the Star Sapphire stand for. And additionally, even if she turned out that, you know, her love with Hal had died, I think that the ring would play an even bigger part, filling the hole, you know, that's been left by the love that she thought that she had. The well, depth I mean, of the love that, that she thought that she had. Right, and, and take take um, take Blackest Night, take um, the Rise of the uh, uh, or the Wrath of the First Lantern take even the animated series in every single one of those Hal and Carol aren't necessarily quote unquote together and she knows that and he knows that but every time she thinks Hal's in trouble or he's dead <laughs> then then she leaps at an opportunity to try and save him and try and figure out if he's okay even when they're not absolutely together so I think part of it the way that that issue 21 is worded and granted given my relationship history i'm not the best ex 
for a woman. <laughs> but I think part of it is 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 Carol trying to build up walls and trying not to be hurt, or is scared of seeing once and for all where things really could go with him. Which, and I think that's that's part of what she's trying to say. But at the same time, and I'm I'm happy to see it. Like, come on, Carol, get over it. Let's you know, let's get on with this this will they won't they for the past. By the time if this episode goes up on next Tuesday, exactly <laughs> fifty-four years of Hal and Carol. So, come on. Yeah, I mean they're 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 perpetually stuck on the launch pad, waiting to see if if yes. the mission's going to be aborted or not. You know, the I mean I'm going to throw in one more DC example, and that is I I don't know the exact years, but I'm pretty sure Aquaman and Mera have been married longer than I've been alive. And one of the best, like one of the, one of the most fun and and interesting parts about the current Aquaman series is the fact that, like their relationship is solid, and there's really no question as to its future, and they play like the way they play off of each other and interact with each other and just obviously feel about each other, it's a nice element in the book. Like, I'm never bored with their relationship. I never feel like it's lacking drama or chemistry. They just... And even yeah, and even before the New 52, to take the Aquaman example, they were married for a long while, and they had Arthur Jr., and Arthur Jr. died, and part of the, the storyline was, can the husband and wife, you know, deal with the loss of the son and what happens to that relationship? And, like... I mean, that was a plot point. And, like, I know the the flash forward in Green Lantern 20 is, like, the happily ever after that I don't expect us to ever see and, you know, maybe we shouldn't ever see. But, you know, it, I, I would just like to see them stop playing in the middle for a little while and just pick a side and just go for it. Because it's, an, yeah. it's ongoing fiction that's been ongoing for 50-plus years. It's not going to stop being ongoing anytime soon. So you have you literally have nothing to lose. You can reverse it. You can reverse it on a dime whenever you want. That's a good way to put it. I think it's, it's every every relationship, every DC mainstay relationship has had a moment where they show it of whether it's a complete success or complete failure. Hal and Carol seem to be the only ones in the DCU of the mainstays of the ones people hold up that's always been playing in the middle and never shown either either positive or negative extremes. Why don't we start with this one? This is a good one. <laughs> I didn't um, know if it would be. But what you go, there is one other character who's never, you know, really gotten with, you know, love interests. They just kind of do that will they, won't they for a while also. Who? Oh. You know, Batman. You mean him and Selena? Or him and Talia. Well, he had a son with Talia, and Catwoman number one featured them screwing on the floor. Well, he had a daughter with Selena. A what? In the universe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not in this one. Well, I'm just... That's why I didn't bring that up, because, like, okay, so Batman, you can't really pick someone because there's a couple of different options there. They've it, they, There's been a bunch of different back and forth, but 
you can play that off because Bruce is a playboy. Okay, but and then Wonder Woman, she's an Amazon, so there's there's a there's a whole different side of her upbringing that you don't understand. You, I guess you could say Steve Trevor, but you know they've been playing that oddly in the New Fifty Two, and so Steve, you know, Steve Trevor is basically that's that's more analogous to the Carol and Hal relationship. Well, I'm, I, I just went with because I have I have heard in other in forums and comic conversations, whatever it may be, when people talk about comic book relationships in the DCU, Hal and Carol seem to be thrown in there with all the other examples we've been mentioning this entire episode, <laughs> and I just ne- I've never believed it. I didn't believe. I mean, granted, the movie was crap, uh, but I didn't believe it in the movie. I, I've I've never really believed it in the comic book, and the only time I've ever really felt okay with the Hal and Carol relationship, honestly, was the Green Lantern animated series. Yeah, I mean, hell, if anything, I think the most iconic version of their relationship is him being into her and her being a psychotic villain. <laughs> well, women are crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Yeah, let's end on that note. See what kind of let's let's go for those fifty thousand emails for Jimmy. Or Chadley. Yeah, Chadley. Chadlum. Well, as long as I came out looking okay, it's all great. <sighs> I'm pretty happy that I had no idea what that lamb bullshit was. Listen. The Green Lambkin is the greatest and greatest named character you ever did see. Based on a sheep. Based on a sheep. Yeah, now. Now, now I do know the Green Loontern yeah. from those little cartoons, you know, that they play with the Green Lantern cartoon. But, um... Even that sucked. Has Yellow Candle, uh ever shown up in the Green Lantern series? Yeah, he's a member of the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, he was in... Um, okay, that's what I thought. There was I one... Re- Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, there was this one panel during the final issue of Sinestro Corps where um, Jon Stewart hit him with a brick. Okay. I think that was it. Okay. I was going to say he could have been an option up until that last clue, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, did, I, I thought about that, but I'm like... And I actually thought, I'm like, well, if Dan says that, you know, this is what he's going for, then that's wrong. Yes. So, yeah, no, I just never heard of that. I cannot believe Chad heard of that and you didn't. Oh, I absolutely believe that Chad's heard of that. Chad's read Zoo Crew. No, I haven't. You've never read any Zoo Crew? No, I have not. He's you re- know a lot. Of, you, you seem to know a lot about the Zoo Crew. Because I've because it was mentioned on an uh, episode or two of Fire and Water podcast, and I've been reading the uh, um, Captain Carrots Burrow blog. Yeah, I don't and know. because and because and because Shag over at Firestorm Fan has done a focus on the uh, Firestork or whatever his a- a- analog is, and I thought it was funny, so I was like, "Wait, there's got to be a Green Lantern one, right?" And sure enough, Green Lambkin. Yeah, criminally underused, by the way. I've never read a single issue with him in it, though. Yeah. Well, to, we might have to change that. Next April Fool's Day, we'll do nothing but review Green Lambkin appearances. 
<laughs> or Lantern Cast presents. Yay! <laughs> Green Lambkin. <laughs> Be a twenty-five minute episode that will never have another part. The Lambkin Cast presents. Ooh. We'll call it episode one A, and just never come out with anything else. <laughs> nice. Why did they call it one A? <laughs> See, that was a that was a Jim Ford level joke. That kind of was. Not, not really. So I didn't think it was funny. It's, 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 welcome to our world, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It can't be a Jim Ford level joke if I don't find it funny. Uh, I would have found it funny if it was a Jim Ford level joke. I would have given you proper credit. So if you want to contact us. Oh wait, before I just want to throw this out there to anybody who enjoys video games. Uh, the game Injustice Gods Among Us. It's a kind of Mortal Kombat style fighting game of all DC characters. Uh, you know, Hal Jordan is in the roster. And they are just now releasing a new skin for that character where you can turn him into Jon Stewart. And the, and the, the voice of this alternate is Phil Lamar the voice of Jon Stewart from the Justice League cartoons. They brought him back in, got him to do a reading of all of the Hal Jordan lines. So if you you have this game, you download this thing, you will be playing at, basically as Justice League Unlimited Green Lantern. Cool. So there's that. I, thought that, I just thought that was worth mentioning because Phil Lamar is returning to the character of Jon Stewart, even if even if it is just, like, a, a limited way. Okay. Okay, close us, Chad. Uh, if you guys want to contact us, you can email us at thelanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, we all have our own individual emails at jim, dan, jason, james, or chad at lanterncast.com. Uh, you can... Intern. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, occasionally... Sometimes, uh, and sometimes not. Uh, and uh, lanterncast.com, they, there's an About Us gallery, and our forum is there, so join the forum and participate in some conversations. And you can find us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. So, <laughs> that's where I believe. And, um, yeah. Yes, cool. I'll, I'll throw in there that I have, for some reason started re-watching and reviewing every single episode of Doctor Who, starting with the ninth Doctor onwards. And I've been doing that on, on my own Facebook page, so I would like I would appreciate it if people enthusiastic about Doctor Who would read what I have to say and like chime in because I'm finding lots and lots of new stuff in these episodes and would like to hear like what some people have to think about it. And for those of you who missed the uh, drunk Jim Ford appearance from way back when, uh, Jim is now getting drunk off air and writing about it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of a beer blog parody kind of thing. Um, since I don't know anything about beer, but I'm writing about it anyway. Um, if you want to find out about that, you can go to beeredification.blogspot.com hmm. uh, Just posted a new one tonight. And I write about Ragman. 
So I think you so lose. Green Lantern. <laughs> read, read the beer. <laughs> and that would be the suit of souls dot Since everybody's doing their own plugs, I might as well. <laughs> talking about this with Jeremy and Rob today. What I am so you I don't think I've rewatched the Eccleston episodes since the first time through. So all of my memories of Rose are from the Tenant era. Right. And it's like I'm experiencing a new character now. Like I this version of Rose up to the point that I'm at, I love this character. Like, I have nothing bad to say about this character or the performance being given. You think that's going to change once uh, she gets to the Tenant Era? Maybe. I'm not sure. Like I, I feel... I, just the way that I'm reading the blog, the way that it kind of feels is that, like, you were so far out... Huh? Yeah, you uh, were so far, you know, away from, you know those runs that you know like you're basically looking back kind of like how you say that whichever doctor you're watching at the moment is your favorite doctor mm-hmm. like Rose and especially uh, Eccleston you know we're so far away that you, you basically forgot the enjoyable aspects of it Oh, yeah, and I mean, I didn't remember them as being worse or anything like that. It's just, like, like every single episode of the Eccleston run so far has had so much in it that I never noticed before or never thought about. And there's so much to, like, to, like, the relationship between these characters beside, like, what it became in the Tenant era. So, so it's... I don't know. I like. I enjoy this Rose. I enjoy it when Rose is portrayed as this nineteen-year-old kid. You know, like she's she dresses like a teenage. She dresses like like kind of a frumpy teenager. She's not sexualized at all. the re- The relationship between her and the Doctor is like a, a surrogate father-daughter one, and like the whole series is like them ba- like basically. Like, she's keeping him going, basically. Yeah. So, like, it's... I'm definitely curious to see how the transition goes and, like, how it changes between the two of them because I, I, I don't... I don't know. I think... Yeah, because, like, the how we were watching it, 
where we basically like kind of like plowed through all the episodes. Um, well, we love Rose. Rose yep. and David Tennant were like you know amazing, and I love Eccleston. Um, I thought I really think he did do a great job. Um, when we finally got to the the Smith era, like we just kind of fizzled out. You know, like with the David Tennant stuff so fresh in our minds, you know, there was really like there was no no break. There was no, you know, okay, well, here's several months, you know, a Christmas special, and then in a few more months, you're going to get more episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, that's why you know. I, well, that's what I did. Like, when Tenant ended, I basically took, like, a year off from Doctor Who, because I wasn't ready for them to reboot everything, essentially. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's probably a good idea, because, like... I don't think Smith holds up to to Tenet. Yeah. I mean, like, I I think taken on its own, um, taken on its own, it's a lot better. But when you are looking at them, you know, and basically almost side by side comparing them, um, especially the beginning of that run, because like I, I have seen episodes later on in the run. Where, like, uh, the episode where uh, Amy is stuck in the quarantine of that hospital planet. Yes. That's a great episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a really, you know, it's a really good, it's emotional, um, it's interesting. Um, whereas I think a lot of the episodes in the beginning, you know, that I've gotten through anyway, like the, uh, the one with the angels, the two-parter with the angels. Hmm. You know, where, like, they're giving these angels, like, you know, extra powers, and then Amy's becoming an angel, and it's just, like, it was too much. It's too much, and they're not, like, giving you, like, the stuff that you've come to love from Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I mean, I think it was an easier transition from Eccleson to Tennant, because the show, it was basically, it... Not only did the tone of the show stay kind of the same, like it was it was a direct carryover, like same TARDIS, same companion, Rose is still there, so right. constant. The whole supporting cast is the same. You're yeah. just changing the main actor. And Eccleston's run was so short that even if you really loved it, you didn't have a super long time to get invested in him. Right. Whereas Tenet was with well, Tenet was around for like three years, so. I mean, it's it's going to be like a a more abrupt like it was a more abrupt change from Tenet to Smith, just in terms of like what the show is like. Like it's a lot more fairy taleish with him, mm-hmm. but also like it's it's just been you you've been used to one thing for so long, and now here's something different. Yeah. At the same time, I remember like when I first watched Doctor Who at all, it was the first two Eccleston episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Well, this is kind of okay. I guess I'll keep watching it. And I can't grew to really like it. Then when it the first few few um tenant episodes, I thought, well, this is I don't know how I feel about this. I'll keep going with it though. And then I grew to love it. And then the Matt Smith thing, I decided, you know what? I'm just gonna take a break. I know I'm not ready. And then when I did start to watch it, I love it. 
So, yeah. like, there's always going to be that adjustment period, and you just have to wait till you're in the mindset for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we did just kind of, like, stop. Um, and, uh, I mean, like, I know Lauren is definitely interested in seeing the, uh, was it the 50th anniversary episode? Mm. Um, you know, so we'll probably start up before that so that we can start, you know, getting, uh, you know, yeah, getting caught up and acclimated to the series so we know what's going on by the time, you know, um, Tenant shows up again. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, we'll have to wait a little longer for that. Yeah. I, you know, the the one thing that I am a little leery of is the fact that, like, this new, was it uh, John Hurt that they're bringing in? Yep. From what I've heard, he's supposed to be, like, an incarnation of the Doctor that we didn't realize happened. Like, he was the one that fought the Time War or something like that? Probably, yes. I mean, like that kind of that kind of irritates me because, like, the eighth Doctor, you know, when the ninth, ninth Doctor, you know, came on the scene, they basically alluded to the fact that you know it was the eighth Doctor that died and turned into him. Well, they like they've gone out of their way to not talk about that period, like it's. There's always, like, like the vague allusions to the Time War, and I did this, I did that, but, like, it's, I mean, like, realistically, there's, like, there's a whole gap in the Doctor's history that's never been filled. Right, but when they said that he showed up in Edwardian clothing, like, that was very clearly the Eighth Doctor. In Ed... What? What are you Edwardian clothing. What do you mean? Uh, it's a style of clothing that the Eighth Doctor wears. Okay. Who showed up? When, he, like, when um, Eccleston showed up, he had been wearing the, the Edwardian clothing. Like, that's the, the, that's the direct quote. So, you know, like, because when you, you know, when the Doctors change, you know, you keep the same clothes. As yeah. the, the previous Doctor. Wasn't Eccleston's first appearance uh, the uh, Rose's first appearance? Well, yes, yes. But the, but he he had existed as the Ninth Doctor before that. Oh yeah, no, I know, but like, as far as I know, he showed up and he was wearing like the leather jacket and his whole right. get-up. Yes, but like at some point they do say that when he was found... It was in the Edwardian clothing, as if to say that the Eighth Doctor, like, died, you know, in the Time War and got regenerated as Eccleston. I don't know. I don't know where if I don't know if that was in like a book or something. I haven't heard about that. Uh, In the first episode, they are talking about Clyde's website of Doctor sightings. Okay. Um, Yeah, I remember that. Okay, then, uh, 
one point, I guess Steve Hudson says, I saw him a couple of years in Totters Lane, East London. Okay. The guys seemed really confused and, you know, and kept muttering, they're all gone. I'm the only one left. The man was either a complete loon or was drunk. Looking back, I think he was probably drunk as he looked as if he'd been to a fancy dress party. He was wearing some old Edwardian outfit, not a leather jacket. And that was supposed... That was in the first episode? I believe so. Right. And I would have to go back and check. I don't remember that. Yeah, so that's... I believe that's... Uh, what I, that, that's where I had heard it from. Because, yeah, so... You know, basically as if to say that you know, the eighth doctor was in the time war or something. <clears throat> and uh, you know, that caused him to, you know, die regenerated to the ninth doctor, who now had to deal with all these memories of, you know, having to kill every other time lord. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, a lot of it just comes down to semantics because it's still essentially the exact same thing. Yeah, you know, I guess for me, though, since The Eighth Doctor was my first actual um, introduction to Doctor Who. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I saw that movie when it came out. Um, so, like, I've always kind of, like, you know, that's always been kind of special, especially, like, you know, how they did tie it into Eccleson. Mm. Um so for them to just kind of like redo that, rewrite that concept so that now the Eighth Doctor has even less importance in the history of Doctor Who? Well, that's... we don't know that. Because they're not filling in all the gaps. I know. But, you know, still, it's like... It, 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 it kind of, like... What we have to go on right now is that basically the eighth doctor fourth time war mm. you know like we don't have a lot to go on but that's that's about it um you know so to take that away i don't know whatever well well take that away and you know how long was there between the eighth doctor's movie and the beginning of the time war I have no idea. I don't think anybody has any idea. You could have, you could have any number of adventures you want for the Eighth Doctor between those two points. Right. Yeah. And there are books, you know, that fill in the gap also. But by the same token, like the books are not TV or movies. Yeah. So the only like TV movie references that we have are everything that happened in the movie, and then. Like, that reference that supposedly the Eighth Doctor took out, you know, all the other Time Lords, which kind of makes him a badass. Yeah. And then, like, there's, like, a couple, like, drawings of him in that, uh, that little notebook. Mm hmm Like, later on. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's, in Matt Smith's first episode, too, they kind of, they kind of showcase all the Doctors in order, and he's in there, too. Yeah. Like, like, they, the people who make this show don't forget him. I mean, it could even be a thing where, like, he st he started out 
as being in the Time War, and then something happened and he regenerated. Okie doke. Alright. Gonna go.